0: We see it on both ways, you know, so like like the institutionals will be able to join both to the backstop itself, you know, as, as, as liquidity providers into the backstop, as this is kind of a low low risk strategy, you know, with supposed to be high yields for, for a defined uh, strategy. And on the other hand, it will enable the integrated protocols, you know, the lending platforms that will have a backstop. To actually show those institutions, you know, this is kind of another security layer. This is, we have a stronger safety net, you know, for our lenders to actually put their money in there. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, sleep quietly at night and, and be sure that even if the market crashes, there's, you know, we have this liquidity, which is dedicated for liquidations, which is something this commitment part is missing currently in DeFi. You know, it's like, it's open to anyone. Anyone can liquidate. But the protocols themselves do not know. There's like nowhere, no one actually shows, you know, okay, I've got 10 million or whatever, you know, dedicated for you guys to liquidate whatever is needed in your protocol. Yeah, And, and because of that, as I mentioned, you know, they need to maintain that huge buffer as, you know, for the collateral factors. And- yeah,
1: I think it makes everybody feel safe about it.
0: Welcome to Mission DeFi with Brad Nickel, where we explore projects in decentralized finance that are innovating and driving our mission of financial freedom forward. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review Mission DeFi and spread the word by posting a tweet to the show. All opinions expressed by Brad Nickel or his guests are their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Black Knocks, Material Indicators, or any other affiliated organizations. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Brad Nickel or his guests as an inducement to make a particular investment, follow a particular strategy, or become involved with any project. A project being featured on the show is not an endorsement of that project in any way. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Now, here's Mission DeFi with Brad Nickel.
1: So I am very excited today to have Eitan Kachka from B-Protocol joining us. And B-Protocol is something I haven't yet seen in our space. It has to do with lending protocols and liquidations and how leverage works. And so we're going to learn a lot from Eitan today about kind of the space and how it functions and then how B-Protocol works in that regard to help people with liquidations and essentially making more money from those. If I'm correct, Eitan, in my summary there. So so welcome. If you could introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself, how you got into this insane DeFi crypto world and why, and tell us about B-Protocol and its origins.
0: Sure. So thanks, Brett, for having me. I started my journey uh, in crypto in early 2014. So kind of a dinosaur, you become a dinosaur very quickly in, in, in crypto. a like uh, hundred
1: years ago, man.
0: Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, so I started, I'm coming from a completely different background, been doing some educational management and community projects in, in the real world. Not, you know, not over discord and, and, and telegram and, 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 such. And then early 2014, I joined a group and we co-founded Lazus, which was uh, the first I think one of the first dApps built still on the Bitcoin blockchain was a carpooling application. Wow. Way uh, to decentralize Uber in a way. Yeah. So that was like ages ago, Vitalik was, you know, one of the um, advisors back then, you know, Ethereum haven't, hasn't launched yet. So everything was kind of, you know, early when, when we, we learned. What early means, you know, coming with a new startup into this, into this ecosystem, you know, back 2014, it was like uh, talking with lawyers, top-notch lawyers and, you know, accountants and explaining why Bitcoin is not a Ponzi. (laughs) So that, that was back then. And I dived into smart mobility. I had a few projects there. And in 2017, I had a POC, a project, kind of a concept with, uh, with the Toyota Research Institute they would. Trying to kind of play and see how blockchain, specifically Ethereum, can be used for uh, mobility services. And then I met uh, Jaron Bellner, who's the founder of B-Protocol and that was early 2017 uh, and Yaron was in charge of all the smart contract stuff on Ethereum and I was leading project and then Mid 2017 or so, Yavon was founded the Kyber network. I became the CTO of Kyber network. One of the early projects in DeFi, even before DeFi was, you know, a term and, and kind of, you know our way splitted. I did a few other things and I joined B protocol mid 2020. Or so a few months after you got, you know, the the concept and and realized that a backstop will dive into what B protocol is, but, you know, a backstop solution, which is The B in B protocol stands for a backstop. So it's something that, you know, is is needed in DeFi. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, me and how I joined into B protocol. When you,
1: when you, so first of all, when you got into crypto in 2014, was it kind of like, wow,
0: this is amazing. I have to be in this kind of thing or was it, oh, this is cool. Let me see what we can do with this thing. You know, we started with, with our carpooling application with no intention of going into a blockchain kind of thing. I don't know if you know this kind of, meme diagram, you know, do you need, do you need a blockchain? You know, it's kind of a flow diagram. It says, do you need a blockchain? No, you know, that's, that, that was kind of the, the, one of the first, the first memes I I met, but then we realized there's a lot of, you know, potential and power into that and it was kind of ideology as well. Technology was nothing close to, you know what it is like today, where you actually have, you know, real projects, real money, real users. This is nothing like, you know, even to the ICO era in, you know, 2017, this is like, it's, it bec- it became real, you know, and, and being part of that for the last, I don't know, seven years or so, it's been an amazing journey, just seeing and being part of, you know, this ecosystem, see how it grows, how it becomes kind of a mainstream thing, you know, talking about Bitcoin, on on CNBC or or whatever, you know, it's like, that was nothing like that, so, yeah. um, yeah.
1: Now that's amazing, I tell the story when, from my dot com com years, and and we were also too, with our, our SaaS offering, we were way early, but I tell the story of I knew we were gonna make it when I was in a bar watching a football game or something, and I saw the first commercial, the first advertisement, it was for like motor oil, that had a web address in it. And I was like, okay, that's it. We're done. This yeah. is gonna go because people are spending millions of dollars to advertise their domain. Now we're gonna be all right. Right. So it's interesting when you talk about kind of people talking about it on CNBC and all that. It's it's crazy. Now it's like a part of the conversation every day in mainstream. It's 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 insane. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, but I, I think, you know, still, you know, DeFi being kind of a gang, kind of. You know the 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 final frontiers of the galaxy. You know it's, <laughs> it's it's again you know pushing the boundaries a bit farther and still you know even people who are into crypto, having Bitcoin, holding some Bitcoin, trading. You know still when they when they look at DeFi and now you no know, NFTs are coming. You no, know, already came. I don't know. It's 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 here. And coming, then, and it's coming, coming and inside. going. Coming and going. Yeah. So every time it's like, it's, it, there's another thing, you know, there's like the new, the new frontier is, is being built and yeah. It's
1: amazing. I tell you about two and a half years ago, I went, I had a, we had a partner that had a wallet and, and I was talking about really focusing on dApps. Right. I felt like dApps were going to start getting some traction, but I thought, you know, at least there's something happening and there were, I, I don't remember which of the dApp sites that had data at the time. And I went in and looked and saw the abysmal user numbers right like just pitiful and i thought oh my god this has got so far to go like th-. and then we you turn around now and it's inc- the the transformation from say a year ago summer to now is, or just prior to a year ago is absolutely amazing just incredible Incredible. Yeah,
0: and I think in a way, it's kind of leading me to, you know, where, how b Protocol started. Yavon was the CEO of Kyber till early 2020. And when he left, he started, he holds a, a PhD in computer science and he has, uh, you know, lots of experience from the time in Kyber. He's, uh, you know, a hands-on Solidity developer developer, and been doing lots of market making in his time in, in, in Kyber Network, on-chain, everything, you know, going on-chain. And when he left Kyber, he started kind of, you know, consulting, on the different companies, and part of that was also on on liquidation and 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 bots, you know, li- liquidation bots, and and then he he realized, you know, how broken the liquidation system in DeFi, and that's early 2020, and then March came in, you know, Black Thursday in in March 2020, and kind of his, I don't know, assumptions came into reality, and really, you know, people actually, you know, lost some lost a lot of money um, yeah. and kind of show that actually there is a real problem with how liquidation work in, in DeFi. Yeah. And this is basically when we realized you no know, that B protocol is you know, out of a concept should become into a real project and started basically. Yeah, building. and it's
1: it's those kind of cascading liquidations that were were harming everyone even further, right? It wasn't just the people who were leveraged, it was all of us who were impacted because of how the liquidations work so can you give us an idea kind of let's take high level explain kind of what the liquidation and leverage process is right the lending process is for most lending protocols and yeah. kind of then we can f- focus on the problem that occurs and then how b protocol solves that
0: sure so basically you know when you want to lend some money, not to lend, sorry, to borrow, you know, some money in in DeFi, you need to put some collateral on the side, you know, some kind to make something to make sure, you know, you're going to pay back your, your loan. And And this is where, you know, most, most lending protocols give you some kind of, some collateral factors or collateral ratios, you know, which, how much you can actually borrow from the amount of collateral that you have deposited into, into the platform. And that's how it works, you know, with Maker, with Compound, all, all of them, you know, works, works the same, though the liquidation might work a little bit, you know, on the technical level, work a bit different. And what happens once your collateral value, for example, if you put some ETH in there and it drops in price and it took, whatever, you know, out of there, when it gets, gets to some kind of a threshold where the protocol decided or the platform decided this is kind of the red line where if, you know, if the collateral will keep on dropping in value, you won't have enough, you know, they won't be able to repay, your, your debt will be too risky, basically, right. they liquidate you, meaning they will take that someone, we'll talk about who, someone will repay your debt and take your collateral in return for that. Right. Plus some kind of a bonus, which called a discount usually.
1: it may be, let's say, let's say I wanted to borrow, you know, let's say I have $1,000 worth of Ethereum. Let's just keep it simple, right? Yes. A 70% right uh, level would mean that when I hit seven, when my $1,000 of Ethereum that I deposited and took a loan out, whatever that amount was, that means when it hits $700 less than $700 in value, that's the liquidation moment. And someone either automatically can do this or someone can manually jump in and pay off the loan and take the ETH plus whatever kind of bonus makeup.
0: Exactly. So basically, you know, that for example, if we'll take, you know, maker or compound, you know, as a 66, let's say 70% collateral factor means for that, one thousand worth of ether—that uh, one one thousand dollar if of uh, worth of ETH—you you put as collateral, you can borrow up to seven hundred dollars. Right. Or if your ETH will drop, as you mentioned, you know below that seven hundred, someone—it means you know your collateral is you know risky. This position is risky and will be liquidated. And basically, the decentralized aspect, which is kind of you know. Maybe the good part of that is that liquidations are open to anyone. So as you mentioned, anyone can call this liquidation function and basically repay your debt, take that collateral plus this liquidation penalty that uh, you entitle as as a liquidator, which protocols gives as an incentive for someone to actually liquidate that risky position. That can go from five to twelve and a half, fifteen percent even, which is quite a lot. You know, if there's a hundred thousand. Uh, position, you know, you can make kind of an easy 10 grand for just, you know, for liquidating. So that's kind of a lucrative business and people actually run bots to actually manage that and they called keepers. So they kind of keep the ecosystem, you know, they keep the protocol kind of trying to maintain its healthiness. Right.
1: And in the case of a project like, I think you guys work with liquidity. is that correct? Yeah. So, in the case of a project like Liquidy, the the lending protocol is tied to the stable of the stability of their stablecoin. Is that correct? Which is LUSD. So, it's really important for that kind of a protocol, these protocols that are based on that, to be able to have this liquidation mechanism. You know, everybody kind of thinks of liquidation as this horrible thing because people are losing their money or their their tokens. But at the end of the day, nobody gets to borrow and lend if the protocols can't function properly. And so exactly. that's the
0: real idea. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, the, the main risk here is basically, you know, first of all, you know, kind of in the high level protocol can become insolvent. You know, just like, you know, too many bad loans, not being paid back, people put some collateral, took real money, you know, being, you know, lended from other, borrowed from others, you know, cause right. someone has lended them this, and then they don't pay, pay that back. The collateral they gave is dropping, maybe crash, maybe rock pool, maybe whatever. And that's it. You know, there's like, can create a huge un- unpayable debt for that protocol, you know, with lenders not being able basically to withdraw their, their funds from, from that protocol. So that's yes. like real risk. Yes. Uh, and this is why, you know, all the buffers are in place. And I think the main thing here is to realize that today, the capital efficiency in DeFi in lending platforms is really low when you compare it to CFI, you know, like meaning you talk about 66% in, in Compound, for example, giving it, you know, kind of an X3 on your funds, meaning if you if I put something I can I can borrow, I can buy again, you know, redeposit and buy again, you can get into a X3 leverage with that. If we look at maybe 80%, you know, we are some collaterals go to. 80% will give you about X5, around X5 on, on your funds. When you go to Cfi you know, you look at Bybit, Binance, you know, you can get up to X100 on your, on, you know, leverage on your funds. And, and as well, these are kind of, you know, the super risky and no one really wants to leverage 100X on their funds as any, you know, small change, you know, in the market will make you liquidate. This enables better capital efficiency because if we have Ninety-nine percent, you know, hundred x on your funds. I can borrow easily or safely eighty percent. But if, right. the red, you know, if the threshold is at eighty percent and being liquidated, I will keep my funds, you know, safe at fifty. At right. 60. So I can get only five hundred out of that one thousand of it that I put in the in you know in the protocol. I can just use five hundred out of that instead of nine hundred out of that. Right. It's so a huge. That's kind of a huge buffer. That the lending protocols must maintain because of that liquidation part, because they must, you know, they they need to make sure liquidations will happen as ne- as you know as needed. And if market crash or something happens, you know, they have the buffer is big enough for them to make a move before someone is actually using one. Right. And and CFI exchanges, you know, Bybit, FTX, all these can offer you X hundred because they do have someone to rely on, you know, they have their backstop. Right. So there is a backstop. There is a kind of a dedicated liquidity, Algo traders put, you know, in, you know, in, in, the exchange to make sure that whatever is needed to be liquidated will be liquidated. And so let's, what we do, with we protocol, you know, yeah, we. Yeah. So
1: let's talk about what that is that you do. I mean, like, you know, what the protocol will actually do for another, other protocols and people involved in those transactions.
0: So, kind of, can you can split that into two? I assume maybe three. First of all, you know, on on the why, you know, maybe well, first the why. I think is kind of two aspects to that. Backstop in DeFi, as I mentioned, will enable higher capital efficiency. So, meaning a backstop. What is a backstop? Basically, a backstop is basically you open up a pool for users. Any user. You don't need to be technical. You don't need to be, you know, a market maker. You don't need to know how to algo trade. You don't need just deposit for example we're working now on integration with makerdao on a new vault type so currently maker has a wbtc vault where which has a 150% collateral ratio so it's kind of the same for the 66% on on compound and we are working on a backstop so we will have a wbtcb vault where users can put their wbtc and withdraw and and sorry and mint more die than what they can do on a WbtCA. The collateral ratio will be. so we're still working on that, but that was already voted on on the MakerDAO governance and kind of you know in, in the actual technical integration phase. And basically what will happen there is that users will deposit into a backstop pool, they will deposit die, and this die will be used as liquidity for for liquidations whenever they are needed. So if there is a risky vault, Someone put the WBTC, took out DAI, and now WBTC, you know, BTC is dropping in price and it didn't repay that debt. The backstop automatically, it's all smart contract based. You know, there's like no manual actions, no human touch. You know, there's like, everything is being automated. We'll just withdraw, you know, take the funds from the backstop pool, repay, repay the debt, take the WBTC with that discount that MakerDAO is having as, you know, for the, for the liquidators, we have this kind of unique algorithm that rebalance, You know, you take the WBTC, you need to resell it back to Dai, and then <laughs> redeploy it into the into the into the Dai pool, into the backstop. So you can reuse it for you know The for, next liquidation. You know, yeah, for the next liquidation. And basically, this is you know this is kind of this is how the backstop will work. And Maybe maybe something that I I didn't mention you know how liquidations are currently working, who's doing it you know someone who currently taking that die you know and you know paying the debt and taking so or taking the WBTC or the ETH or whatever collateral that you know that he sees from the liquidation, currently bots or whoever is doing that manually will just dump it on Uniswap, right? And Uniswap is great you know Uniswap or any other constant you know yeah, and what happens with you know, with any X, Y, K kind of AMMs, that slippage is kind of, it's a feature. So it's it's very good for AMMs, for market making, but it's bad for a backstop. You cannot get a big liquidation size, you know, without a great price impact. You know? Right, right. So if you need to liquidate now a 5 million position of DAI, you won't be able to do that without a significant price impact, you know, on the ETH Dai pool in Uniswap. You know, that's kind of, you know, and, and V3 kind of changed that with Uniswap. But then again, you know, when price will move, the right price will be uh, deprecated and, you know, you won't have the liquidity that you need just when you need that. For liquidation. Right, so right. This is one of the problem with the current, you know, current liquidation. Uh, so there's, there's
1: multiple bonus benefits here, right? So number one, you're giving people an opportunity to participate. Sorry, in the liquidation process in an automated fashion and earn from that. So Mm -hmm. people who deposit into the pool are then somehow earning back the gains that the pool has for that particular liquidation for that particular protocol you're working with, right? So it just keeps running. So if it liquidates one, it takes the, what it got and it sells it back to the protocol and takes die back. And then, so now there's more die in the overall pool and- Now you can liquidate more and liquidate more. So the the people who, was, who have staked into your pool with Dai, they've gained X percentage. I'm assuming is there a lock on this, or can they withdraw anytime they want and take out their so, gains? How does that work?
0: Yeah, basically they they can they can unlock whenever there's still some. You know, each protocol probably will have his own kind of definitions on you know on safety, and it depends also on size. But yeah, basically, you know, it's everything is you know, it's, it's non-custodial. Everyone, you know, in charge on their own funds. So, you know, it's it's up to them, and there are no yeah. looking periods currently in, in in the backstop.
1: It's funny because if I were building, it, I would be, have been tempted to retain some of the uh, some of that WPTC. And some of the eight that the protocol gets, but I completely understand cashing it out, getting the die back. And then the protocol has the tokens and you're not impacting the overall market. So that makes complete sense. Absolutely.
0: And Also, you know, if you, you mentioned liquidity and I think liquidity is kind of a unique use case in lending in the lending protocol landscape as they already have, and this is why we, they, they were our first integration with our V2. We had a V1 which we launched in October, I won't get into that, just not to confuse, you know, the audience, but they were our first V2 integration. And we launched that back in August, I think. And we did that because Liquidity already, Liquity is the creators of LUSD, they already have a stability pool. And a stability pool, in a way, is kind of a backstop. Meaning right. they give LUSD holders to deposit their LUSD into a pool. And the LUSD is being used for liquidations whenever there is, you know, a risky drove on, on liquidity and, and of course they reward uh, the LUSD depositors into the stability pool and it's kind of a win situation. The only thing that we've, we added into that was the band, the backstop AMM, which basically takes that ETH that was in liquidity. You can only give, you know, you can only put ETH as collateral and, and mint uh, LUSD. And what happened that we just take that ETH and reset it back into LUSD and redeposit it into the stability pool. And this is first of all strengthen the, the stability pool because in the long run if you have lots of liquidations there's less LUSD in the pool and you won't be you know at some point you won't be able to liquidate anymore. So the stability is right. being weakened every liquidation. And second thing people will have to do that manually or running a bot. So they will right. have to resell their EAT into LUSD and redeposit that. Everything comes with a gas cost, which we kind of, because we use as a full fund, it's, you know, we kind of save people on the gas and make it automatically. So they don't need, you know, there's no headache. They can just deposit their LUSD and lay back, you know, get the LQTY rewards from Liquidity. BPro also have uh, liquidity mining. So um, they get BPRO, which is our governance token, at the same time. So it's kind of a win win, you know, for everyone. And basically, I think what most people, or maybe apes don't, but, you know, digents, but people like to sleep, you know, at night, not worrying about, you know, their positions and, and, and this is basically what we enable them in a way.
1: No, I think I, I I definitely can see how the protocol could become the default mechanism that lending protocols would want to have integrated, right? Because it, it makes, it makes it safer for them, makes them more stable and allows them to say to the world, Hey. You know, there's this pool here, it automates the process. So the people who want to provide a uh, liquidation don't have to mess with it. Right. You don't have to watch it, monitor it, have bots set up to monitor it and, and liquidate it. I guess the only people who aren't, who aren't happy are the people liquidated, but they were going to get liquidated anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Somebody was going to liquidate them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So liquidations, as you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it's kind of, it's it's one of the pillars in, in, any, in any financial system, you know, and right. these sites, like any other, if if you won't take care of the bad loans in your system, you know, the whole system will, will fall apart eventually. So yeah. You need to take those out.
1: I can see, like, I can really see traditional finance, obviously, understanding immediately what you're doing, right? And I can see this being a real vehicle for them because once, you know, once they start diving deeper into DeFi, I I can really see something like this being something seen as very stable, earning good, decent yields, providing other value, stabilizing the projects that you're partnered with. Is that one of your kind of your goals down the line is that not only can I come in with a thousand bucks, but, you know, bank XYZ can come in with 5 million bucks or five, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. So definitely, you know, we, we see it on both ways, you know, so like, like the institutional's will be able to join both to the backstop itself, you know, as 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 liquidity providers into the backstop, as this is kind of a low low risk strategy, you know, with supposed to be high yields for for a defined uh, strategy. And on the other hand, it will enable the integrated protocols, you know, the lending platforms that will have a backstop. To actually show those institutionals, you know, this is kind of another security layer. This is, we have a stronger safety net, you know, for our lenders to actually put their money in there. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, sleep quietly at night and and be sure that even if the market crashes, there's, you know, we have this liquidity, which is dedicated for liquidations, which is something this commitment part is missing currently in DeFi. You know, it's like, it's open to anyone. Anyone can liquidate. But the protocols themselves do not know. There's like nowhere, no one actually shows, you know, okay, I've got 10 million or whatever, you know, dedicated for you guys to liquidate whatever is needed in your protocol. Yeah, And, and, and because of that, as I mentioned, you know, they need to maintain that huge buffer as you know, for the collateral factors. Yeah,
1: I think it makes everybody feel safe about it, right? I mean, I definitely can see this as really being um, a strong advantage for every player in the system. It, it makes total sense to me. And and, and coming in, I, I really didn't have a detailed understanding of what you were doing, but totally get it, right? So now somebody could actually be playing both sides, I assume. There are people who could be investing on the lending side And also investing with you on the liquidation side, because at different protocols are each of the pools, I'm assuming each of your pools are dedicated to a specific protocol.
0: Yeah. They're not, they're not spread out. So currently with V2, it's dedicated. There's a dedicated pool for each of the, for each of the, of the lending uh, platforms. But of course, you know, looking forward, hopefully with V3, it will already be kind of a shared pool because, you know, once you have USDC in a pool, you can use that, you know to liquidate whatever positions that are needed. You know which are integrated. It's like different DApps. You know from the pool that can just be you know directed into wherever it's needed. So you can use the same USDC. You know to pay back on compound or on Aave or on, nice. on whatever lending protocol which is out there using USDC as as loans. So, yeah.
1: Is is Maker the second the second protocol for version two? After liquidity that you're doing the integrations with?
0: Yeah, so we are working currently on, on on MakerDAO. There was a vote also on Abracadabra, spell meme, the magic internet money stable stable token. So it's already been voted both on Maker and on Abracadabra, nice. and so most of it was already been written and waiting for review on you know on, on their side. We're working now also with Hundred Finance on a, on a backstop pool and discussing with a few others. It's kind of you know still building, building it, you still need to kind of explain even, even to the lending platforms, you know, when, like, definitely now when we're in a bull market, you know, and why fix something which is not broken, you know, it's like, look, guys, it's working, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's, it's something that we get, you know, it's, it's, it's a response that we, that we get, Um, but someone that we spoke with an, an experienced uh, guy, you know, an ex-banker moving into DeFi and, he realized that pretty quick, you know, that once they would need a, a backstop, it would probably be too late if it weren't, right. needed, you know, in time. Yeah. So, um, these kind of safety, you know, um, safety measures that you need to take a priority in, in, in a way, you know, before you actually need them. And we assume, you know, once there will be, if I spin small, you know, if you look at, if you look at liquidations, it numbers are still small just yesterday there was this huge liquidation on on abracadabra like 40 million was was liquidated but and that was like a really unique use case and and kind of also on a unique asset but just yesterday was there was like nearly 900 million li- in liquidations in C5. so nearly 1 billion a day yeah, we've got a long ways to go now so there's like there's uh, annually, we did the calculations and kind of ex- ex- extrapolating on, you know, in 2021, CFI will have around 100 billion in liquidations in 2021, where DeFi, even though it's been, you know, it's it, it, it has grown 100x during the last year, still will have probably less than 1 billion in liquidations during 2021. So there's like 100x, you know, room to grow. If you look at liquidations as kind of a reference for capital efficiency, of maturity of an ecosystem, financial ecosystem. So yeah. Uh,
1: well, I, debt and lending are the core of every financial system, right? And so so I think there's a couple of things here. First, I think what B protocol, and I'm assuming this is kind of how you're positioning yourself is, you can become kind of a badge of stability, right? If If a protocol says we have B protocol liquidation pools integrated, and the data, I'm. A, do you guys have like a Dune dashboard or something that has the data available not, to show what not you're doing?
0: Yet. N- not yet, Steve. Okay. Meaning.
1: Okay. Cool. Because I definitely can see that that being um, important as the as it grows. But I can see B Protocol being something that, especially big money people coming in, are going to say, Do you have a liquidation pool backing this? Yeah. It's- do you have B Protocol, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's a kind of you know it's a kind of a protocol to protocol solution in a way. It's like right, do you use chainlink. Do you have do you have a Nexus mutual cover? Insurance. Uh, to your yeah. protocol. You know these kind of questions you get from funds or from you know big accounts. Usually, usually you know that would be that would come from 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 that side. And yeah, definitely we see B Protocol. You know, a kind of a backstop. Primitive in DeFi that will be integra- integrated into you know, across DeFi, you know, to any any lending protocol, any any leverage trading system which is out there that needs liquidation. Are
1: are are direct integrations required for the resale of the tokens back to the protocol, or is this something where a composable lending protocol you guys could integrate with anyway without having to do like a partnership
0: of some kind? So we tried with V1, as I mentioned before, we had a V1 where we tried to kind of make a wrapper around, and we, we already have that. We, we have a wrapper around maker and around compound, you know, with the liquidation system, we, we brought in like professional market makers to do, you know, to become a backstop and, and it, it we, we realize it's too hard. So now basically yeah. we, w- what we do with the lending platform that is being integrated needs to make some change in their uh, system to actually enable the backstop to liquidate, you know, whatever is needed. Got so it. we need to get that kind of priority in the process. Right uh, course if the backstop is being depleted and there's not enough funds in the backstop, cause I know the were is liquidations or something happened, you know, it kind of falls back to the keepers, system, system, which, which they already have currently. But yes, there, there is a need from the protocol side, to integrate us kind of to make the change, to give that priority to the backstop. Now, because the backstop is, no open to everyone, it's, you know, completely, we see that, and this is also the slogan that we use, you know, it's democratizing liquidations. (laughs) So it it lets anyone to use, you know, to, you know, to take part in that process. We see that as something that actually makes the liquidation uh, system stronger. You know, and, and more decentralized and more democratized than the current one. Right. Um, and yet it needs some kind of, you know, an effort from the integrated protocol. And it takes time. These changes take time. And, and that's why, you know, things are being built uh, step by step. So this is kind
1: of a, a B2B biz dev or sales process you guys have to go through, right? To, I mean, oh, look, look
0: protocol, DAO to DAO. Yeah. DAO to
1: DAO is about to, exactly what I was about to say. And look, I think. I think what you find is kind of this uh, momentum that occurs is once people go, oh, look what they did with Maker and Liquidity, We don't have to have this worry anymore. Then it's like, you know, you guys can be open publishing the API and what has to be done and people are going to come knocking on your door. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's definitely the long term
1: vision. And, you know, we're working on that. That's awesome. So what you were saying just now is it's essentially when you do this integration, B protocol is the first priority on liquidations after the integrations occurred. Like, so right now with Liquity, B protocol is the first wave of liquidations. And then the guys who are still trying to do it themselves manually, the keepers are hanging out, waiting till you guys
0: are finished or till the pool has tapped out. With Liquity, it's different because as I mentioned, liquidity already had the stability pool. So we right. kind of just opened our own window in the stability pool, so ah, users okay. can deposit into, it. The, into the stability pool via B protocol and enjoy, you know, the automatic rebalancing and you know and and everything else. Nice. Uh With other platforms that do not have a stability pool or a backstop pool, you know, and they need to integrate that backstop pool, it's kind of taking that stability pool of liquidity and basically offers that to any existing or upcoming lending protocol. So that's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: I, it makes sense that you guys started there. It's a simpler integration. I, I really like, I I interviewed Robert Lauko and I'm, I'm just so impressed with him and that team and what they're building and what they built. And their radical decentralization—it's just kind of all kind of cool. Okay, so so Maker next. Do you guys have any others on the horizon that you're going after, or that
0: you could talk about? So we've been discussing with a few Perpetual Protocols, one of them, of Finance. There was, there's a few. You know, everyone is super busy building, so it's kind of you know, it's a hectic, super hectic, you know, ecosystem. Everyone is building super fast, and we kind of you know, and all the time there's like hundred finance came in and the integration starts very quickly. So we hope to see that up and running, hopefully in a few weeks, uh, maybe even earlier. So yeah, there's like the bigger, the, the bigger, the, this is kind of you know, what we, we, we start to realize, you know, the bigger the the, the platform is, it's harder to integrate, you know, just like in the regular world, it's, it's harder to get, you know, the, the
1: attention, uh, the,
0: bigger, the bigger clients with MakerDAO, for example, I think that's, that's a great example as one of, you know, the m- most risk-averse, I think, platforms in, in the industry with a very kind of structured governance process. We, it took us a few months to go through the whole governance process of MakerDAO, putting up proposals on the forum, putting it up for a kind of, they call it a declaration of intent in MakerDAO, just to see if, you know, the community, the DAO of MKR holders is kind of approval have, have they're giving their approval to this process we got that which was kind of a big thing and now basically we're working with the core units in maker maker now is a full is a full doubt the foundation was resolved this like the core units are actually managing maker DAO these days so we work with each core unit you know with smart contracts with the risk to kind of finalize all the details and i hope you know in kind of by the end of this year, we will be able to launch with, with the first vault with would Nice, it.
1: nice. Well, look, I think, you know, the smaller to mid midsize lending protocols, that'll give them an advantage, right? If they work with, you yeah. know, is, is this something that they can just do? Like, let's say somebody is a community member, a lending protocol and says, Hey, we should do a B protocol integration is. Do you guys have like open standards that are published that they can just do? And then you guys have to agree to launch a pool around it, I guess, then, right?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we need to make some analysis. It depends on on the pairs that needs to be, you know, if there's a very low cap, for example, you know, collateral and we need to rebalance it, you know, we need to make sure that there is, uh, you know, that we can actually do that. So, right. Not creating any loss to the backstop depositors as well. This is our concern as well as being our users. Uh, We do our own analysis to to these, but with most protocols that we've been discussing till now, the main the main vaults are kind of the more liquid ones. So that's kind of you know very simple to integrate. And I think one of the core values, definitely for the kind of the newer uh, players in 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 the field, is that they they can offer higher leverage for the users, you know, so better capital efficiency for the users. So instead sure. of having uh, a 70% collateral factor like Compound have, they can come up with up to 90 or 95% collateral factor because they have a backstop. Nice. So now their users can leverage, you know, X10 or up to X20, you know, on, 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 or at least they have, have the threshold at X20. So they can leverage X10, you know, easily, safely with no concerns. So this is something. Where the regular platforms are kind of, you know, you will you will have to have X2 or X3, you know, right. be, be on the safe side. Right. Um, so I think that's a real edge for for new protocols joining into this race, having a backstop. So it's you know not just a safety net; it's also kind of a, I know, a, a selling point for for new users, for new liquidity to bring in. So um,
1: investors in the pools themselves, there's the benefit of knowing that they're going to make more money by putting their money into a B-Protocol pool. They, you also mentioned the governance tokens. Is that something that's also paid out or is that how profits are paid out?
0: No, so profits currently are in the pool, you know, in the same token that was used for- profits. Uh, but we do ask, you know, when we have new integration, we ask for, there is, there is a liquidity mining usually, definitely for, you know, the early stage, where liquidations are still kind of low in in volume. And we do want to give, you know, the depositors some kind of, you know, a return on on their deposits or otherwise they just, or just to incentivize enough for uh, users to actually deposit the the needed liquidity in the backstop. And Um, keep it in. Yeah, and keep it in. So we aim for joint liquidity mining together with our token and the lending and, and the platform token itself. And, oh, and I haven't mentioned one, you know, while those funds are sitting in the backstop. Most of the time they are idle, you know, there's like liquidation doesn't happen all the time. Right. And while they are idle, what we do, we deposit those idle funds into yield bearing protocol. So it can be oh, nice. quick swap if it's on uh, uh, polygon, you know, so it, and then users can actually get, you know, a return on their funds, even when they are sitting idle. So it's kind nice. of, windy, you know, from, from all directions. So basically three revenue streams where uh, backstop depositors can, can get their revenues it's from the liquidation profits you know for first and the liquidity mining for the at least at the early stages and from you know from the ill bearing platforms where the idle funds are being deposited into
1: that's great so they're not just sitting there waiting to earn money for liquidations to happen right there they're earning until then and then you guys automatically throw yep. that back over to liquidation when things start liquidating in yep. the protocol exactly. That's awesome. That's great. How do you? I'm assuming that most users coming in are going to say, "Well, how much am I going to make?" Right? And it seems like a really difficult thing for you guys to be able to project on. I mean, there's historical data, obviously, yeah. with existing lending protocols and when there are liquidations. But is that something you find really difficult from a a pitch perspective, a marketing perspective of the yeah, protocol? we're
0: still. That's true. You know, it's we're still young. So even though you know, with liquidity, for example, during those months that we are integrated, we have. Liquidated a few hundred thousand worth of ETH, so you know, been I don't know, I don't remember if it was three hundred, four hundred thousand, you know. So the system kind of been running, and we know it's working, and everything is in place, and liquidity guys are very happy with it as well. And we had a great call with them just when we launched, covering everything, and it's something that you know worth watching if if people are looking for extra info on on, on that integration. But yeah, you no, know, those. APYs people are looking for everywhere. It's kind of hard for us to actually show at this stage, you know, besides of the liquidity mining rewards or whatever bearing uh, platform where the funds are sitting, liquidations are still kind of unknown. You don't know actually how much. We can look and see how, how many risky vaults are there, but some players just, you know, play very risky. You know, they they will play on the edge, but keep on, you know, managing their their funds very, you know, on... Uh, on 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 a very tight budget, so it's yeah, it's very hard to say no. And suddenly the market can crash, you know, like happened yesterday. So who knows? You know, it's it's crypto.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the cool thing is is that you all have built in the two other methodologies for people to earn on it, and and I think what the promise is for me of putting money into B Protocol is I'm going to be earning what I would have probably earned if I went to each of these individual methods, right? But I can earn that and I can know that when a big crash happens or when when there's massive liquidations, B protocol is going to be there and I'm going to make even more on the money than I would just having it sit there, right? So I think the value is I don't have to worry about managing it and I know I can earn on it and it's going to be sitting there and then there's going to be liquidations. We know there will be liquidations. So I'm going to earn even more then, right? So I think... I think it's like, okay, this is pretty safe. No guarantees, obviously, but it's pretty safe. It's going to be investing in things that I would earn on anyway. If I were doing it myself, I don't have to mess with it anymore. And when the liquidations occur, I'm going to make even more. So I, I, I think
0: that's it's a compelling a argument. Inch. I assume some people look at it as hedging against, you know, market crashes. Yeah. Um. So you know, you can profit also when when things are are uh, going down or on the opposite direction. So this is kind of it's it's a nice thing to have. I think also. It's an um, awesome hedge. Yeah, yeah, and of course, you know, the protocol itself been audited. So you know, you mentioned the, you know, if it's if it's safe, you know. So of course, auditing is is not everything, but yeah it's uh you know the, the protocol is audit the alone himself you know the he's been an auditor himself he's a very experienced developer with his credentials I'd feel pretty comfortable yeah he's, uh, <laughs> you know he's, there are very few i think in in DeFi who can actually show track record of something that they build, which succeeded, which have you know you know more than uh, more than eight, a year old, old. yes yeah, so it's kind of uh... <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That's great. Uh, it's it's to me. It's a very exciting offering. I'm I'm excited to to give it a shot, and I'm excited that you're going to start integrating with protocols I'm involved with. Ha, is there is this something that would work well with like uh, a Rari Fuse lending protocol? Very well, in fact.
0: Uh... Uh...
1: Yeah. Because all of us folks that are invested in the OMI world, the Olympus world, you know, we're over there all kind of looking and should, should I or shouldn't I? You know, so, I think
0: you'd be awesome. So we are discussing, we are in touch with Rari very tightly. Been discussing also with the Market XYZ guys, which is nice. the polygon branch um, yep. on, on, uh, of Rari. Lots of excitement around that is cool. As, you know, we can actually offer a backstop and kind of manage the whole pool. So there's a, there's a few kind of ideas on, on how to best play, play with that. So yeah, I hope soon there will be soon PM. There's the a ones, lot of volume there. Yeah. There's a lot of volume. I do have to admit, you know, they already offer kind of a high leverage on, on most or at least some of the pool. So collateral factors can go up to 85 already, but. I'm not sure they've uh, actually experienced, you know, uh, a, a market crash or, you know, <laughs> if, there's, if there's actually something to actually, you know, kind of hold them back if, if something goes wrong. So I uh, yeah. believe that the backstop can be a great addition to what Rari offers. I think Rari is a great protocol. It's you know, very innovative and giving anyone, you know, to kind of open its own market and, and Decide on, you know, on, on the metrics. So yeah. And the backstop there is, you know, it's kind of, uh, easy to integrate and, and kind of, yeah, I I hope to see that. uh, I hope to see that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's so I, you know, so many people I'm connected to, uh, I'm an investor in Olympus and everything else, you know, now of course the, the tempting thing on a liquidation of, of, of Ohm would be, you know, those APYs on staking, so but your model would sell those right back. But I really, I really love what you guys are doing. That's, that's uh, this, I, obviously I think it's needed in the, in the industry. And I, I think it's going to become kind of a branding badge that these, these protocols use. I would, if I had a lending protocol that I was launching, I would want to be able to say, you know, to investors, we've got liquidation covered because we have a protocol from B protocol. I mean, a pool from B protocol. So yeah, that's great. Okay.
0: We do get get some, you know, reach outs from, you know, from new lending protocols launching, you know, asking, you know, can we have it? Yeah. yeah. And it's still, you know, timing is everything. So, but yeah,
1: Yeah, I see that you kind of need a track record in order to be able to know, and you need to understand what pairs they're they're offering and everything else. But I, I certainly, if I were launching something, would want something like B Protocol behind it. But obviously, it makes it a little more difficult for you guys to do the work when you, there are so many out there that can immediately provide value to people who are investing in pools. So yeah, I get that definitely. Is there anything else we should know about what's coming from B Protocol? Have we covered just about everything? We haven't mentioned MEV.
0: MEV became a very hot topic in in definitely in Ethereum, but you know it's kind of uh, relevant for everything and. Yelon is kind of top-notch expert on on, on that. And, you know, just in, in very short, you know, MFV is, you know, the, the miners' extractable value is what may, miners are actually, you know, profiting. And there is a concern or a risk, and I'm not a technical guy, but there is a risk when, for example, on liquidations where everyone can actually be you know, or try to get that transaction to get that that collateral seized and get the the, the penalty uh, fee from from that. There's there's gas wars between between liquidators, right? And lots of that will eventually will go to the miners. As you know, if there is a one million liquidation, ten percent, you know, penalty on that. There's like hundred grand uh, you can make on that. And people will be willing to give a lot of that to the miners to be first, because they will get, you know, they will get the the transaction in. And with B protocol what we do is, you know, there is kind of this priority process for for the backstop. So anyone can participate, but, you know, they work with with the backstop. So there is no need for gas wars anymore. So it's kind of taking, it's basically taking the, the part that, current liquidators are willing to pay to the miners and kind of keep it in with a community of users and that's awesome and share it with them so yeah and and it's definitely one aspect of mev that is being being cared of i'm, I'm sure you know if if we had the alone here uh <laughs> we could have uh go a much deeper dive on that uh than me but basically that- sure, that's that's kind of
1: that's interesting. Well, we did a I, I did an interview with Felix from uh, Gnosis and CalSwap and we talked a lot about MEV. Now the, the I think the interesting thing here is so essentially because you're integrating with these protocols, you're the first priority. And so no one is going to get in on these liquidations just because they executed they paid more for the transaction to get through or they were a miner that was jumping ahead. So because you're you're locked in as the first priority for liquidations, you're always going to eliminate that hassle or that problem with miners jumping in ahead. No, I think that's really important.
0: We give something in return, you know, we give that commitment to the protocol. So they know, no, there is a liquidity here, which is committed for that specific, you know, need of, you know, liquidations, which they don't get, they don't get from, you know, from the other keepers. So this is, this is, I think, super important. For- that's a
1: com- really compelling because that's compelling, not only to the people in the pool who
0: would be trying to do this otherwise
1: against miners, right? As keepers, but it's also compelling to the projects because yeah. it makes, it makes people feel like they can invest here with the protocol. And whereas the other way it's the wild west and they, yeah. they may or may not get their piece in, right? And, and most of that will go to the miners anyway. Exactly. Cause the gas wars. Right. Yeah. Right. Are there pools available now that people I can throw my money into, or uh, sure. should we wait until the next round comes of MakerDAO and those guys?
0: So currently you have the LUSD, the liquidity pool, where users currently get with liquidity around 25, uh, nice. PCI, uh, nice. on, on, on a stable, on LUSD with a very low risk kind of, uh, and everything is kind of passive, passive returns, you know, so it's kind of, I think very appealing for, you know, at least some of, of the DeFi players. Beats inflation. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, so, you know, maybe not for the DJs looking for a biggie side wise, but I think it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to get that. Yeah. Uh, you can use also B protocol um, using either Instadapp. We've been integrated with Instadapp. We right. it's state yeah. protocol being integrated into Instadapp, so you can actually remain within the Instadapp uh, DSA ecosystem and still deposit your LUSD D into into, into liquidity through B protocol. So that's something available, and you can use also Pickle. That's kind of the compossibility, never ending composability of B. So you I love can it. actually get you know using Pickle to use B protocol to put into liquidity alias the- LSD Wow. And what Pickle adds, is the automated LQTY compounding. So. Very so cool. Something. Yeah. So, yeah. So are there steps,
1: good. is that outlined on Pickle's website that, that this is the B-Protocol con- yeah, connected it, yeah.
0: offering? So it will be one of the first polls that you will see on, on Pickle. They just launched kind of an article about that also on Twitter. Nice. So look at that. And we covered that with a medium folks So yeah, everything is, is out.
1: There. Awesome. I'll put links to all those in the, cause I think people listening to this are going to want to check it out. And I think the idea of that kind of an integration is pretty powerful and I I could see you um having other offerings like that like Pickle's doing so lots of opportunities there.
0: So I think that's uh, if you ask what's what's next. I think you know just lots of brewing you know things yeah. take time. It's kind of uh you know all these DAO to DAO getting all the DAOs to vote on that. We had the, uh, we had B0X voting on 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 integrating B protocol and we discussing with the team. Uh, a lot, and since the last it was supposed to be a polygon integration with Bzerox, and and since the hack they had I think two weeks ago, or something like that, so things being kind of delayed on that. But yeah, there's like lots of things happening all the time. We're small teams still, but working, working very hard on 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 these integrations. I assume know the best ways to tune in on our Discord, follow us on Twitter, as you know, any protocol that you want to kind of keep in touch with. Yeah, that's.
1: Excellent. I'll put all of those in the show notes. Okay. So I ask one last question of everybody, and that is of projects and people in DeFi, who who would you put kind of at the top one, two, or three of people that you really admire or projects that you really admire or that you think are um, going to have a great impact in DeFi? Things that people really should check out or know about. It can be famous or it can be people that we don't know about yet.
0: I think in, in a way DeFi is becoming uh, kind of, you know, fam, there's like different families in DeFi and it's kind, of, it's kind of funny to look at that from, from the side, I think protocols that can offer a cross family solution, something of course, you know, B protocol is offering, but you know, it's like, there's a lot of work being done within each family, you know, so yeah. there's the, the wire and family, working on lots of integration internally. There's the Spell meme, you know, Abracadabra family, you know, doing lots of stuff together. And I, and there's a few. And, and I think if, you know, the protocols that will be able to give kind of a cross DeFi solution, no, of course, you know, kind of blockchain agnostic will be the one that will survive, you know, even after the bear market that will come eventually. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
1: All right, so well, I appreciate your time, and I'll uh, make sure everybody knows how to reach you. I'm excited about what you guys are doing. I, I I think it's one of those things that people think, "Wow, why hasn't anybody done this yet?" so I, and you guys have actually been at it for a while. So it's very cool that you're kind of hitting that v two mark and um starting to get a lot of traction with integrations. I think uh, like I said, I think you're going to be in a a brand of quality for protocols, and I think that's a beautiful business model. so that's great.
0: Thanks, Brad. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Um, Yeah. Thanks very much.
2: This project hits all the marks for me. Awesome infrastructure play, great applications in real life to bring in big money and support the ecosystem. All in all, really love what B-Protocol is doing. It's making investing safer, making lending easier, making protocols that they integrate with stronger and more secure. You just can't beat this kind of a project, and it obviously has incredible experience behind it, both on the business side and the technical side. I expect great things from B-Protocol. If you liked what you heard today, Please like, review, tweet, retweet, let people know about this. We're trying to spread the word of financial freedom and get more people into DeFi and let people know about the innovations that are happening that are so critical to the future of finance. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.